2: Local people, local stories. From KYW
3: News Radio, this is the all local.
2: From Delaware Valley Honda Studios, make memories during happy Honda days. I'm KYW News Radio's David Ash, and here's what's happening. The Philadelphia Fire Department has reactivated Ladder 1 in Fairmount 15 years after it was taken out of service to save money during the 2008 recession. President Biden was there to help celebrate as KYW City Hall Bureau Chief Pat Loeb reports
3: All my friends these became cops, firefighters or priests. Here I am. <laughs>
0: President Biden said restoring Ladder 1 to service was the culmination of a promise he made nearly two years ago after 12 people were killed in a fire less than a mile away. Ladder 1 was among seven companies shut down in 2008, and firefighters and officials have wondered if lives might have been saved if it had been there to respond. Mayor Kenny called the fire one of the worst days of his term.
3: To watch all these brave firefighters try to save those kids and couldn't do it, I could see them, tears coming down their eyes. So I just want to let you know that
2: I know what this means to you.
0: Governor Josh Shapiro said he was proud to have the president there.
2: The reopening of ladder one is due to the fact that we have a president of the United States who cares deeply about this community. And he came here today because he gives a damn.
0: The president also came for a campaign fundraiser at the Penn's Landing Hilton. He told donors Philadelphia was the backbone of his campaign and said his re-election in 2024 was crucial to saving democracy. A pro-Palestinian group protested outside. Pat Loeb, KYW News Radio 1039 FM.
2: Both Philadelphia police officers who were shot over the weekend are now out of the hospital, recovering at home as authorities continue to investigate exactly what happened. As KYW's crime and justice reporter Kristen Johansson tells us, the alleged shooter remains in the hospital.
4: The 31-year-old and the 32-year-old officers had both their heads grazed by bullets. The 31-year-old was also hit in the ankle. The incident happened early Sunday morning, starting about two miles away at Cotman and the Roosevelt Boulevard. Officials say a sergeant was on patrol and heard gunshots. He went to check out the area and saw the suspect matching the description of what police put out over radio. They say the sergeant then tried to pull him over, but the car took off. A little while later, officials say the pair of patrol officers who ended up injured were in the car at Frankfurt near Welsh Road when they were hit by the suspected getaway car. And that's when authorities say the suspect started to shoot at them. Police say two highway patrol officers then came up quickly to aid those two officers and all four fired at the suspect who was struck several times. District Attorney Larry Krasner.
0: We do understand how difficult it is for police to get up every day put on the uniform or put on whatever garb they have that day to do their work. And to know that there's a chance that they may be injured or possibly even killed before the end, of the end of the day, this is a tragic reminder that that is something
4: that happens. Krasner says his office is separately investigating the matter. The names of the officer and the suspect have not yet been released. Kristen Johansson, KYW Radio 103.9 FM.
2: Funding for community colleges, libraries, and nonprofits remains in limbo as Pennsylvania lawmakers are still at odds over finishing the state budget. Lawmakers on both sides are pushing other priorities before the winter break begins Friday. KYW's Nigel Thompson reports the break in action will be longer than usual because of the Capitol's leaky roof.
3: Republicans kicked the week off announcing a package of bills they say will crack down on anti-Semitism in Pennsylvania schools.
2: This package of legislation is meant to increase awareness about the ill effects of anti-Semitism and the real impacts it has on individuals.
3: Rep. Joe Hogan is one of three Bucks County representatives with bills in the package. His would designate a day of awareness and education about anti-Semitism. The other two would require transparency for Holocaust curricula in the state and threaten funding for state-affiliated universities that don't acknowledge anti-Semitism as harassment and or bullying. On the other side, progressives are re-upping demands to Senate Republicans to act on bills they passed out of the House that would raise the minimum wage, help home repairs, and close corporate tax loopholes. Philly-based State Senator Vincent Hughes Police. Democratic leaders say they won't hold another session until March because of the House's leaky roof. That would be after a special election to replace the seat of a resigning member. In the meantime, the two parties will start the year by splitting the chamber 100 to 100. I'm Nigel Thompson, KYW News Radio 103.9 FM.
2: Prosecutors are expected to call one final witness this morning in the murder trial of Blair Watts. Watts is accused of killing Jennifer Brown in January, then trying to cover it up as her friends and family frantically search for her. KYW Suburban Bureau Chief Jim Malwert recaps what happened Monday in court. Prosecutors
1: called medical examiner Ian Hood, who performed the autopsy on Jennifer Brown. Dr. Hood explained his findings of homicide by unspecified means, consistent with compression asphyxia or squeezed until she couldn't breathe. Dr. Hood says Brown had three broken ribs, but there were no external marks that would indicate she was hit or kicked. He said there was damage to a muscle in her neck, but no sign she was choked or strangled. He says her death's consistent with someone sitting on top of her, pressing a pillow over her face, and compress her chest so she couldn't expand her lungs to draw in a breath. Dr. Hood says it would take at least three minutes of pressure to kill someone that way. He says toxicology showed only prescription medication, caffeine and marijuana. There were no external signs of intravenous drug use. When Brown was first reported missing on January 4th, Watts told police she was a heavy drug user. Prosecutors say Watts was trying to direct the investigation away from himself. Brown's body was found in a shallow grave two weeks later behind an industrial building in Royersford. In Norristown, Jim Ward, KYW News Radio 103
2: that's the All Local. I'm David Ash. Listen live anytime on the Odyssey app and on your smart speaker. Just say play KYW News Radio.
1: The KYW News Radio, all local, is sponsored by your Delaware Valley Honda dealers. Get the most out of the holidays with a new Honda. Whether it's traveling to the family dinner in a spacious, efficient Accord Hybrid or heading to a hike to burn it off in a powerful CRV Hybrid, your holiday adventure awaits with a new Honda. During Happy Honda Days, contact your local Honda dealer today.